Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. And for the second instalment of what I'm calling Hitchcock Month, the film that Sophie's seen for the first time is The Birds. Strangely, I think this is the one that I've been most aware of. <laughs> My mum has kind of referred back to The Birds as a movie that she watched when she was a lot younger. And it quite petrified her, so to speak. And weirdly, I know the iconic kind of playground, just with the crows being on the playground. Mm -hmm. Even though I've not seen the film, that shot just of the so, birds, yeah. for some reason I'm aware of, which is weird really, isn't it? I don't know if there's, there's probably, it's probably one of those things that's again sort of sprinkled into some pop culture things, like there might have been something like a parody of that in something else. Maybe. Perhaps. I know there was a, a Simpsons episode or something where that was similar, but they used dolphins instead of something <laughs> that was at attacking people. Um, but there are probably other examples. Because, like, unless you're in the sea, I don't really know how that's going to happen. But anyways, it's like the Jaws, isn't it? That's, like, an easy thing to kind of avoid, I feel. Like, just don't go in the water, like we've said previously, whereas with the birds, mm -hmm. they're yeah. everywhere, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. You, you, you kind of the high ground, so to speak. Yeah, you kind of are vulnerable. You can't really hide from them. No. So, you've got this one lady, which she's your main lady, and she's called Melanie Daniels. There's, what a character! I, I just, I was like saying to you, I don't really feel like I like her. Yeah, she seems a very privileged, snooty, like silver spoon daddy. Provides everything. Not saying that people like that aren't, you know, nice people. I'm not saying that at all. But I think she's just one of those that's quite manipulative with it. Like, because she's grown up with such a privileged life, she feels like she has to get her own way with everything it feels. By us saying that, and probably other people have seen it as well, you kind of you kind of get that vibe straight away. Because obviously, within the opening minutes, you kind of get that sense of that she is that way without you having really known anything about her, really. She kind of just seemed comes across that way. Especially with the lady in the shop. Oh, well, you're going to have to deliver um, it then. If it's not here, you're going to have to deliver it. And it's like the way she was quite forthright and quite well-mannered by doing it, but at the same time being somewhat rude. Kind of like not quite passive-aggressive, but... Yeah, something like that, but kind of made you feel like you were obliged to. Yeah. You know, kind of the way that she delivered it. But it's a case of I just don't seem to relate to this character very well. well. Yeah. And it's within this pet shop that she meets our the main our male lead. That is Mitch Brenner. Now he's quite nice, isn't he? You don't really get to know much of him. I don't feel like as much as you, of her personality comes out. He's kind of like just a genuinely nice man and that, that's all you kind of, I feel, is for him. It's not like I can say, oh, well, he's very smart. He seems to be a bit of a ladies' man, it, it seems he usually brings. Yeah, that, you got that, that thick jawline <laughs> yeah. going on. Which is, you know, quite, quite a strong thing for a male lead to have. And I think it's one of those, he is quite dashing. Well, to be honest, she's very, very pretty. Yeah, she, I don't think she's as... I don't think you can quite put her in the same ballpark as 
Grace Kelly though. No, no. Just completely two different standards, but I think she's this one's more Grace Kelly's more naturally pretty. I would say it's more natural, whereas this is a little bit more dolled up, isn't it? Well, Hitchcock did like to use like blondes in his as his leading ladies. I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so far, yeah. Kind of see this little bit of banter with Melanie and Mitch, where Mitch knows who Melanie is, but obviously Melanie doesn't have a clue of yeah. who he is. And you can kind of see this kind of relationship somewhat blossoming. She seems to be one of those girls that always gets what she wants and then she's kind of going out of her way to pursue him. Initially, I thought it was a bit out of malice, like being intrigued to get to know him and to spite him. Yeah. But it kind of changes, doesn't it, as the story progresses. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of call it a little bit of a romance. It's too... <laughs> it does have that kind of... In a weird way, yeah, that kind of stretch of that. Yeah, at the beginning of the highlight of for the most of the film, until the birds kind of become more apparent at the back end. Yeah. It does have that kind of romancy kind of chicky flicky kind of feel, like boy meets girl, girls playing hard to get, which I quite enjoyed. You do get then... Some more developments of characters where, obviously, when she takes the lovebirds to Mitch, you can see how manipulative she is yet again, kind of like with, this is like a lovely little island, isn't it, kind of thing, where it's quite tight-knit, it's like a seaside coast, and everybody knows everybody, and, you know, know. but she will go, she goes in, and she's like straight away asking all these questions, Mm. getting people to hire a boat, then she goes up to the teacher and asking what Mitch's sister's called, kind of prying for information. And these people are such nice people in the community that I don't really think they know what to do with the city girl and how to yeah, exactly. deal she with her. Yeah, exactly. She very much stands out from everybody in there, especially when she first arrives and kind of thinking, like, why is she wearing, like, the high heels and this fancy green outfit that she's which she didn't get changed from does she literally she has like two outfit changes in the entire movie yeah i noticed that and i was like is that a low budget thing or is that because because of how the situation progresses with her basically not thinking she's going to be staying the weekend (laughs) so she doesn't actually get like you know like grace kelly in her she's got like yeah lovely lovely outfits and such whereas (laughs) literally she's allowed two outfits and that's about it that's Mm -hmm. your limit yeah so you get this development with Annie Hayworth. She's lovely. She's such a lovely character. Yeah. I feel like she's one of the nicest characters we've got. And you can see that she's kind of intrigued to know why she's here and what her relationship or connection is with Mitch. Mitch. Yeah, which you kind of find out later as she was history repeating itself because she was up here to see Mitch yeah. after a sort of relationship they had together and now she's just rooted herself in this little seaside town because she wants to be near nearby him even though she's not in a relationship with him him, so it's hard for her to watch this kind of relationship unfold because obviously that's what she's wanted there's also an issue with the mother of mitch where she's quite not obsessive but doesn't want to be abandoned or left alone yeah so she's quite controlling over who he seems to be interested in 
like you know like are you going to take my boy away kind of thing yeah because i've got no because of his for her husband his father passed away a few years ago we learn we do so she kind of is always comparing mitch to her husband and wanting him to step into those shoes so to speak which thinks a bit of a big ask you know he can be there for her but he can't replace yeah the person that she's lost. So she doesn't approve of anybody, really. And she really doesn't approve of Melanie because she seems like she's... I think what we'd call her in our terms is she's like an it girl. Mm-hmm. She's one of those that daddy's really rich. She doesn't really have a job because she doesn't need to have a job. Yeah. She's getting paparazzi kind of by the news and you hear that she's flaunting around in a fountain naked and stuff. So she's yeah. not the kind of girl you'd really want to take home to your mum. Probably not because of all the publicity you're reading in the newspapers. And obviously everybody's aware of who she is. So I think the mum wasn't best pleased with that part. Before she meets Mitch's family, there was the first instance where any sign of bird attack happens is obviously when Hi. she's rowing off, where he pursues her back to the other side of the and with a dock in the boat. Is and then this girl just randomly flies down and and hits her while she's in the boat and she bleeds quite dramatically, but it doesn't seem very realistic at this point. You're not really thinking, oh, it's quite that scary. It just looks like this bird's bumped into her and it's been a bit dazed or something. Mm-hmm. You don't really think much of of it really mm-hmm. until it gets further on the line. So there is one another instance when she's now asking Annie if she can stay in her, like, visitor's room kind of thing. Yeah. Because she didn't think she was going to stay as long. And this you hear this kind of, like, knock into the door, which is obviously, like, another gull that's just seemed to have lost its way and kind of looked like in a bit of a daze. And I think, for me, personally, I can understand why it might have been scary for my mum back then. So it came out in 1963. She's 15... 59 when she was born. Okay, so it might have been a couple of years after that then, I suppose. Mm, yeah. After the film released. To be honest, yeah, it will have looked realistic when it was out and about, really, for people watching yeah. it. I'd gone in with intentions that this was going to be like a really, really scary mm. movie. <laughs> right, okay. So yeah. like my mum was like, oh, it really scared. So I'm thinking, oh, well, if it scared my mum, it's going to scare me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know when people can say things like that, especially to much older properties that, they they might not be inherently scary to a modern audience because of the mm. fact of some things may have been deemed shocking at the time, but not necessarily having a lasting impression for all, as the years go on and on. Which I don't think the birds looked that realistic. No. To be fair, I know obviously for the age of the film and everything like that, they have done the best they can. Yeah. And back then, it looked it probably would have looked quite. I think what, appealing. Uh, especially this time, what kind of suffers a little bit is, it, it's just a shame really, but because of the fact that it's, this was from a Blu-ray disc and obviously, you know, this, the normal stuff where the people are talking and stuff, it all looks great. Yeah, it does, but it really does. sadly, the effects don't show up as well in the transfer of of that when you've got them on like rear screen projection and all that kind of stuff so mm. it kind of suffers there because like oh yeah you can definitely see that's just 
been laid over the top of the footage or yeah what so it's kind of like makes it a bit less so yeah you can see that's some of the realism is lost yeah i think so for me it definitely definitely was but it didn't take away from the actual storyline the story and the plot and the fact that there were like i know it sounds really daft i love waking up to listening to like the morning morning chorus kind of thing mm-hmm. that really is enjoyable for me so to think of birds kind of being a vicious kind of creature that would just come out of its way yeah. to attack you is just kind of a bit absurd to me. It's like, don't be daft, a bird wouldn't do yeah. that. Don't get me wrong, I know when you go into the seaside and you have your fish and chips, a seagull will come for your food. Mm. I'm not saying all birds are yeah roses, but like a sparrow or... Like the ones that enter Mitch's house at one point, don't they? After that incident with the kids at the party and there's all the other seagulls and stuff start attacking them as well. But I don't think a sparrow really like would be something I'd be afraid of. Like a crow, I feel, yeah, I don't I get that kind yeah. of eeriness about a crow. Yeah. Seagulls I just think they're quite cheeky and funny. So I think I do quite like birds. Like I did say to you, I've got quite a bit of fondness of pigeons, haven't I? Uh-huh. So it's like, I know that sounds really strange because people just think of them as flying rats and vermin. But to me, they are quite nice creatures and they're quite, well, quite intelligent. And homing pigeons in the war, so. Yeah. yeah. So I think, to be honest, I was like, oh, Paul, please don't tell me there's any pigeons attacking somebody. I can't, <laughs> can't yeah. seem to cope with that one. <laughs> Certain scenes, kind of, initially when you're watching, it's like, oh, well, there's a seagull bumping into it. Then there's the sparrows. And you're not feeling that kind of eeriness of the birds as of yet coming to light. I think you get that with the playground One in particular, yeah, with scene. the black crows just sitting on a mm. massing around there. And it's, it doesn't help when the fact that when Melanie's sitting outside the school and there's the kids singing that kind of like nursery rhyme lullaby type mm. drone and that's kind of showing it. I guess there was a kind of clever shot there isn't there when it's kind of like she's just sitting there in the smoke and then she see one crow and then like another couple of crows mm. thing then cuts away and then Natalie clocks one of the crows flying over you kind of like following it around and then suddenly you realise oh, well, where have these other ones come from <laughs> you hear them landing or anything it's just quite eerie uh, yeah. i think it's really eerie and i think like you're saying with the music from the nursery rhyme it's kind of making it a bit more sinister in a sense yeah. it's like kind of contrast yeah also i've noticed as well how glamorized smoking was like she looked so pretty smoking mm-hmm. and it's like because obviously around back then it was a big th- yeah it was a big thing wasn't it you were a certain class level of class Having a cigarette will make you make look sophisticated. Yeah, which you know? nowadays I don't yeah. think that stands no, anymore. Reason, no. It seems bizarre for me to think that nowadays. Right. But I kind of see why, if you were younger and this film was out, how you would think, oh, well, I'm going to do that because she looks beautiful doing that, if you get yeah. where I'm yeah. coming from. So I think this is where it starts to get a little bit darker in the movie. This is where the sinister kind of side comes into it. Yeah. You do get one kind of glimpse of earlier on with when Mitch's mum goes and sees the bird feeder provider. Yeah. And that's like the most goriest 
one I'd say. Yeah, although you can, it's a, I know it's very quick when it kind of pans over to him and he's in the bed with his, what seems like his eyes goes out, but it's really just black makeup over his eyes sockets rather than... Mm, pecked out yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was straight away, I was like, oh my God, the, the, he's pecked out his eyes. And I was like, blah, yeah. I can't cope with this. Yeah. So, but again, I think that kind of helps seeing that more from the light of what it is with the transfer, whereas obviously if it's back when it was originally shown, it'd mm. probably be more thinking like, oh my gosh, that's actually... Happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you kind of get into a point of where it's... People are now getting a little bit worried and concerned and basically Melanie is kind of trying to tell people in this cafe. Yeah, because she calls her dad saying that, that there's these crows have been attacking children and then this old lady comes in and that's all. Well, this is impossible kind of thing. Crows don't, do well, that, yeah. birds don't do that. Yeah, and, yeah. And which I understand, like, if you haven't seen it, it would sound a bit bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. a bird isn't really a malicious creature. Apart from, like, obviously you've got your vultures and such. You know, like a generic bird, you wouldn't no. really be normally scared of. Well, it's around this point where there's three instances where it's kind of, I guess it was supposed to be taking me seriously a little bit, but... I always find it, it always sticks in my mind when I rewatch it. There's the part where there's that man, initially when the person's filling up the gas in the car. Oh, yeah. And a seagull swoops down and kind of just <laughs> clobbers him, knocks him out in the end. It's like, doo, doo, kind of thing. I find that kind of funny, a bit like someone just throwing a ball at his head and knocked it him. It doesn't seem realistically yeah. like that would yeah. happen, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there was this gasoline leaks mm. down the hill. One of the people outside is having a smoke, and that blows up him because he puts his match out on, you know, throws it forward like they do back then, kind of just sort of... Yeah, yeah sets everything on off. fire. But that's not the bit. It's more the bit where, I don't know if you did clock or not, it's kind of like, obviously, the stream of fire yeah. is now going up back to the car where the gas is coming from. And it kind of like... What's, I'm guessing it's supposed to be like freeze framing as it's going along where Melanie's kind of like looking like gape yep. mouth but kind of like uh, cuts the <laughs> cast they move along uh, <laughs> like a kind of gape and then like thing and it's kind of I kind of find that kind of funny I know that's probably the technique was trying to do like almost like a almost like a like a no kind of slow yeah. down thing but make it a bit more intense yeah. kind of so to speak but it kind of it did have a bit of a comical feel to the action because it was like, like you said, with the gull hitting the man yeah. and then, oh, yeah. yeah, just ironically, there's a man going to put a match out and it was like, yeah. kind of... It all set up like some kind of Tom and Jerry cartoon or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, this isn't real life, this isn't, is it? You yeah. can tell. Yeah. The other bit, which is, I kind of, I suppose, again, kind of come a bit more serious and dramatic in a sense. After the whole carnage with the seagulls now attacking more of the village folk <laughs> and after Mel is in the phone booth going with the gull smashing against her and all that stuff <laughs> again not looking particularly distressed well she is distressed but the fact that the, again the seagulls don't look too re- realistic again so sadly that's, that's but I don't understand why she's trying to get out of the phone box she seemed to be okay in there and she's like yeah I think keeps opening the door and then she's like oh oh yeah. and it's like well obviously you can see the birds are flying still yeah no but like, she's just trying to just, get away but it's I like... just sat down and be like <laughs> oh, cool. yeah but after all that obviously when they were having the discussion 
in the cafe initially mm. and there's that mother who's quite distressed about like with the children oh can you please not think you're scaring the children yeah she's quite worried and and they go back into the the cafe after the carnage has happened and every everybody's kind of looking at melanie almost like a nurse looking at you as if towards the camera yeah and the concerned mother was almost like again like looking almost like dead at the camera as in like kind of like why is this happening what why are they doing this i, th- I think you're to blame kind of thing mm-hmm. like, kind, of, kind of like that thing but the, the funny bit i was as long would go around this but the funny bit was kind of like but i think you're evil <laughs> evil and then she's like i'm guessing that was supposed to be very dramatic like yes moment but definitely i kind of just find it funny i know it's not no, it was a little bit funny, and the fact is, I do think actually Melanie had something to do with these birds because she brought the love birds. Because, like they're saying, to be fair to the town, it was all fine until she came along in a green outfit and decided to snooty up the place. But I don't think the woman deserved a slap, really. I no, think... she's been a bit hysterical, like get a hold of yourself, kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, <laughs> not needed really. <laughs> you can tell yeah. what kind of character Melanie is for doing yeah. that, really. So. You kind of then get where Mitch is getting more and more fond of Melanie because obviously she's looked after his mum, she's looking after Mm -hmm. Kathy. She's kind of acting like a really, really good figure to them both. You get to a bit of a sad scene where Annie obviously is no longer because she gets attacked by the birds trying to rescue Kathy. Yeah, unfortunately. Which you can kind of see Mitch is quite upset about. Yeah, because he almost... Decides to throw a rocket for one of the crows, and I think, well, that's what good's that gonna do? He's just gonna get attacked. It would have right. been yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, that is quite a sad. That's what, probably one of the characters you care about the most, really. Finally, sort of, because again, she's kind of. She was downplayed a little bit, really, but she kind of, you've kind of felt. You felt? Something for yeah. her, because she kind of had most down to earth. Typical since. British, yeah. we go for the underdog, and it's a case of she did see. To really like Mitch, she was genuine as well. Yeah. She, you know, she was just a nice character who was not a liar, wasn't deceitful and kind of false and pretentious. Yeah. So now we're getting to a point of where they're boarding up Mitch's house. This is the... getting to the final bit where it's yeah. getting a bit intense and a bit like. So you're boarding all of them up, and then all these birds are still pecking. They come, don't they? And they peck and they're pecking yeah. away, and it's like there's loads of them, like. What the heck is going on? What makes the birds go crazy? Yeah. And this time, I guess what the one of the scariest parts of this, I think, really, because seeing it this time, and I guess it, it helps with the good sound system because the the sound was really mm. harrowing in this. Again, the genuine you're obviously not really seeing anything as such because it's all boarded up, other than. So things like birds pecking through the wooden mm. door and all that stuff. But the sound is really horrifying. It is, and it is. And that's kind of like gets gets to you because it's like, oh, I don't know what, where, where's, where where's they're coming, coming in from. from? Where are they? So that's the scariest part of... I'll agree to that, that. completely because, yeah. funnily enough, when we went outside today and it, a, it was the crow and it sounds daft. Any other bird that tweeted or anything like that, it didn't really bother me. It was when the crows were going uh-huh. and I was like, Mm, the birds mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like so obviously it did kind of linger to a bit of a scared kind mm-hmm. of thing in my head yeah. for me to straight away think of the crows yeah. to be vicious but it is 
quite cleverly done the sound effect of the birds and obviously the fact is they're coming from every angle trying yeah. to get in but what I don't what my thing is with this film is why are the birds deciding to just go complete crazy and loony and why are they wanting to kill the humans do they know they're actually doing that or is something in the air that's made them just go schizophrenic kind of thing like psycho and Mm-hmm. a bit deranged or something so basically they do survive quite well in the house Melanie it's her own fault what happens to her later on I feel she shouldn't have gone looking for the flapping she should have left that door shut yeah why did she go in and then get near enough pecked to death interesting enough that scene I know that Hitchcock was did like various takes of that to get the like I said the best out of her and the, the, the gent like the fear of Mm. Like, oh, uh, uh, like not that. So, multiple takes to make her thing. So, there was, I think there'd be some real birds in, in amongst all the, right. the fake ones as well. So, there's a lot of flapping and things to make a genuinely scared performance from her. So, it was just kind of like, yeah, it's good. But also, it's quite like, a, you know, kind of pushing you. Look here a little bit, trying to get that level of a performance yeah fear out of you but i do think to be honest it was a daftish scene because it's like well obviously it shows that melanie doesn't have any common sense because like a door if you're hearing flapping i'd keep the door shut i won't open it up so that it would go into the entire house and then thinking and then shut myself into the room that the loads of birds are in i was just like i'm not understanding what's going on here obviously mitch comes in and saves the day and tries to rescue her but you kind of get to a point of where it's like, oh, now they've got to go yeah. outside and yeah. take her to the hospital. Yeah. And then it just ends there, doesn't it? So is yeah. she all right? Do we know that? Does she die? I don't really care if she does die because I don't really like her. So we're like, well, to be honest, you, I think you are the reason for the birds, but I'm none the wiser if she is because it's like, well, that doesn't really make it... There's no apparent reason to, to why... And I think that's, I was, all the way through the film, everyone was keeping asking that question. Yeah, and I thought exactly. maybe I'd have got the answer yes. at the end. But you don't. Yeah. And I just looked at you like, well, what's wrong with the birds? What, what, you know, why are they doing this? So it's kind of like one of those, you have to either make it up yourself. Does yeah. it get resolved? Do the birds calm down? Do, can you go back to the bay and everything be okay? Or... <laughs> I felt like I was, I was just like, I did say to you, I was like, please don't end this way. And you're just like smirking at me now because you know. Yeah, no, because I had this, a similar thing like uh, I mentioned to you after we'd done and I said, when I'd first saw this for the first time years and years ago, when I had it recorded from the TV, and sometimes it can either, depending on how the TV programme's running, can get cut off with the TV scheduling. So. For whatever reason, in for this film, it did do that where it was about the point where Millie's get starts getting attacked by the birds <laughs> in the attic in the bedroom. Sorry, and I'm thinking, oh, what? I need to know what happens. Like, is is this, should I just what you know? Like, is what, she what, okay? what happens? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What happens from there? So then, years <laughs> later, when I come to find out that. I was not far off from the ending, and it was literally just I'll just drive off. Still in the car, the I'm thinking, well, what? 
what what's going on here? What why is there's no explanation? And it's a there's a bit of like a bit of a, a trolling yeah. thing that Hitchcock's done. It's like, well, what? No, please, can I have some sort of explanation? But like, no. to know that the bay is fine and there's no birds and it was to do with migration yeah. or something yeah. like that or. Or some yeah. I don't, some food yeah. yeah that was off or something that made him go psycho. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything to just understand why mm-hmm. the birds did what they did but no, yeah don't, know. So. don't get me wrong i don't want a happy ending of melanie being okay mm. and her being with mitch yeah I'm not bothered about that really if she died then the, the only sense of like oh there's something developing there is that she, when she kind of like holds lydia she holds her hand kind of thing like in like a yeah, you're accepting of me now, kind of thing. Yeah, that, now that, that she's going to kind of not be there anymore, possibly. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah, I'll hold your hand, you're about yeah. to die. <laughs> well, she wouldn't have done that badly. She's just a bit traumatised and a bit scratched on the head. I don't think she's she, she looks a little bit death. like when... She, well, she'd got like a bit of a concussion, hadn't yeah. she? Yeah, I don't think that's... Because like, yeah, then when she came out and she was yelling, no, no, it's about the birds, and it's like, oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> so <laughs> you, like, having that going on, and you not going, not being traumatised. Imagine yeah, if but... a load of spiders came... No, but you'd have to be quiet, wouldn't you, with the birds? Spiders, I don't know if you'd have to be quiet or not. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know what... I'm, what... No, but I'm saying, just like, if you were then had to walk through spiders and you just had a load of spiders... I'd just be like, I'd have to, you'd have to put your hand over my mouth, wouldn't you? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I was a bit like, really, really enjoyed this film until it came to the end for mm-hmm. me. If you had to say which one between the rear window and the birds. The yeah, rear window's one in at the moment, yeah. No brainer. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go for your score then if we're okay to do that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously for the age of the film and the storyline and the concept is really, really cleverly done, the way that they are getting a bird to become like a scary yeah. monster yeah yeah so to speak so i think that that is interesting to see it's like getting some snails or something and then them becoming like vicious snails it's like the idea of that sounds bizarre that, and daft yeah, that, that's very b-movie that is <laughs> <laughs> but you know with the birds it does actually get you to get frightened of yeah these creatures which More are normally movie, loved yeah. you know yeah, yeah. So I think the concept behind it is really, really interesting. For me, the ending massively lets it drop. Mm-hmm. Also, Melanie, she's the main leading lady, and she is annoying. <laughs> I do not like her, and it's like... So I'm watching this film, and I'm like, this person is really grating on my nerves. It was the first role, so actual film. Like, so. Don't get me wrong. She might be a really, really nice person, but the the character she was portraying... Wasn't my cup of tea, mm. I guess. I get where you come from. I couldn't go... I couldn't sit with her and have a cup of tea with her because I would, I would not have anything in common with her. So I think, for me, definitely the ending makes it a bit worse. I think I'd probably say a seven. It's nowhere window. Okay, that's fair enough. What about you? I'll go a little bit higher and go with an eight. There was still the factor of certain things this time on this on this viewing like the like i mentioned about the, the the soundscape of the birds in the when they're in completely isolated within the house that was really like a gen, that was genuinely terrifying this time around the whole concept behind 
like you say, making birds the monster in this, mm. and so I guess the horror element to that draws me back in with it. Sure, it's not the chick flick side of it, with the romance between Melanie and Mitch. Nah, that's not... <laughs> it's not luring, you know? No, that could... I'm trying to think of how that would be sped up any further, really, but I don't think you could make cut that down in any in a way that makes it get to the incident with the birds first attacking any any sooner. I don't think it's not particularly it, possible. But... No, it's well done the way that they do do the bird part. Yeah. But I do think it is long-winded with the romance the initial, story. Yeah. It does take a while to get into it, I guess. And a bit of a letdown, which is kind of daft, really, because the definition is supposed to make things better for you. But, which is finding, like I say, when it's just people talking mm. to other people and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes... Sometimes when you apply in old effects to a new format, it doesn't Always transfer can. very well. Yeah. So that's kind of a knockdown on that, really, unfortunately. So. And the ending. Well, and, of course, the ending yeah, is a bit ambiguous about what the thing... But you can, yeah. I can only think it's something to do with mass poisoning or something so they're making them all delusional and crazy but because I'm going through like there must be some correlation between like what is, is she is something that she's Melanie's doing that's mm-hmm. that's triggering this but it's it's to, it can't be the lovebirds because they don't they, do anything they, they, well they don't do anything they don't make any noise or anything except for when they were in there house initially when Kathy says oh listen to those birds and then suddenly all the little, little birds start flocking in from mm. the big house but there was other instances like the little birds were nowhere near them at the cafe when the seagulls start attacking the bay yeah. and all that stuff so it's you're kind of thinking well, what, where, where, what's the what's the thing and then I'm thinking is there maybe some deeper like metaphor for what's you know some representation of what she is to I don't know it's that's kind of mm, I know what you mean and as well with the lovebirds I felt like there might have been something more like when they were driving off that the lovebirds would attack but they don't <laughs> go savage and yeah. yeah like in the car or something yeah. and then that's... <laughs> got off the cliff <laughs> so I did expect something from the lovebirds but I didn't get anything so it's like to say that they were the main thing like they're driving were... the the plot they were I guess they were sort of a guffin even though you, you knew what they were but they kinda just wasn't like a mysterious mm. thing but they kinda were because they were there at the beginning and they were there at the end yeah. the whole way through but nothing, nothing came happened. of it. No. So Yeah. So yeah that's my thoughts. I can't wait to know what this next one is. Well, you should like it. So it's a another like well, I guess I Hitchcock does mostly thrillers, but this one is a bit more of a, a little more of a thinky one, and it's got James Stewart in again. That sounds good then. I do like him, so that might sway me a little bit more, yeah. which you know probably will. So I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah. Yeah, that should be yeah. good. So thank you so much for listening to us. I hope you've enjoyed what we've had to say. I'm slagging off. <laughs> one of the classics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do like to know a coherent ending of what... At least tell me why the birds did what they did. That's my main gripe. But, anyways. Yes, thank you very much for listening to us. And 
And of course, you can listen to our other episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you might get your podcasts from. And of course, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the handle SP Film Viewers. So thank you again, and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Take care now. Take care now. Bye. Bye. Bye.